It's that time. Welcome to the Time to Man Up podcast. And here's your host, Sean Hess. Guys, I was driving the other day and I was just like thinking to myself on my drive, where have all the years gone? Have you noticed how time flies? I mean, when you are young, you feel like you're never going to be grown up, right? It seems like forever and you are just waiting until you turn 16 and can drive unless you drove earlier than that. Um, you want to be 18, right? And, and, and then 21 and you have all these like birthdays that you get to and you're excited and you can't wait to get to them. And then before you know it, you're celebrating 50 years and then on and on and on. Guys, I want to talk to you during this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast about the fact that life is gone before you know it. The reality is in the scope of all eternity from the beginning of creation until the end of time, when Jesus returns and claims what is his, when he forms that new heaven and that new earth, that whole time between the beginning and then, you are just this little blip on the radar, right? You are just this little blip and your life comes and goes and you're like, yeah, thanks, Sean, for depressing me. I really appreciate that. Um, thought you were going to pick me up and encourage me today. Well, hopefully we get to that point. But in this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast, guys, I want to talk to you about the fact that we need to live our lives in a way that takes advantage of every day of our life. Rather than just putting it on cruise, rather than just going through life without purpose and just hoping we hit the mark, because I tell people this all the time, if you do not have purpose, if you do not have vision for your life, do you know what? You're just going to aim wondrously out there. And what's going to happen is you're going to hit the target every time because there is no target to hit. But you're never going to make forward progress. And what I want to encourage you men is that before life is gone, get put in a direction that would lead you to use those days for a purpose that is greater than yourself. In authentic manhood, right, we talk about rejecting passivity, accepting responsibility, uh, leading courageously, and the final one, and it's important in this session, this episode, invest eternally. Men, what are we doing to invest eternally so that when our time on this earth is gone, we have left something that will continue on past us, right? That's what we want to do, whether it's creating a heritage through our family or passing things down. Uh, one of the greatest things that I've had the opportunity in developing uh, man up, discovering the man God desires you to be, is that even when I'm gone, that study can be here. That study can be used to encourage men. And, 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 and that was exciting to me to be able to create something that invested eternally in people's lives. Now, we have an area when I'm driving from town, when I'm driving home, there is an area where you can get on the turnpike and you can go one direction or the other direction. 
And, uh, but to go through, you have to be in the left lane. And what will happen, and I'm always one of those guys that gets in the left lane. I don't try to work my way up the right side. But I can tell you this. I play defense on the people that try to run up the right side, right? And they're driving up the right side. And instead of merging with traffic, because if we all merge with traffic, it's going to flow real good. But then you got those people that just want to get up as far as they can and they push it. And so for me, when I get near where some of those cars try to get in, I'm up against the car in front of me. I'm like, I'm like driving like NASCAR, right? And I'm like, you are not getting in here. And then they get mad at me. They get mad at me because they just tried to make up 400 yards by cutting up the right side to get in there. Now, some of you guys already, you're hearing me say that and you're trying to justify going up the right side. Uh, you know what? We try to justify that stuff in our lives, but I'm just telling you that why does that person going up the right side deserve to get into the line quicker than that person that has considered others and is waiting their time out to get up there? So when we see this, it made me think of this yesterday. Why are they in such a hurry? Now, there may be something in their life. I can't imagine them going that direction for a medical emergency, but there may be something in their life where they were supposed to be home at a certain time, they're running late, and they have a valid reason for trying to hurry and get to where they need to be. But for most people, they are just trying to find that quick way. And the reality is, is that they are flying through life and missing out on everything. I mean, we've all been to a store, right, where the lines are long and then they finally open another line. And have you ever noticed, and if you're guilty of this, then shame on you, but the people that are at the back of the line, they see it coming and they are already moving for that new lane. Me, I'm like, if that opportunity comes, I'm always like saying to the person in front of me, hey, do you want to go over there? I'll stay here. And I'm just going to like let them have that opportunity because I'm not in a hurry. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to do anything. But man, you will get people ramming each other with carts because they want to be the first in that lane. And it's like, yo, chill. It's not that big of a deal. And I know that you've been at a store and you've done that. And what we have to realize is too often in life, men, we are trying to hurry. It's kind of like if you're a fast eater and your mom or dad ever said to you, hey, slow down, enjoy the food, you know, taste it before you swallow it. Because some people, it's like shoveling it in, they swallow the food and they're on to the next bite. And they probably couldn't even tell you what they just ate because it wasn't in there long enough to taste it. And so we hurry. One of the greatest lessons I had is when I'd gone to my previous ministry and uh, they did uh, backpacking trips on the Appalachian Trail. And I love doing that stuff uh, with my kids. I love that. And so uh, the thing I don't love is sleeping on a thin mat on the floor with roots all over the place. Uh, but I love the camaraderie the challenge. And so I went with the guys and, and I remember our leader and I thought this was a great lesson that guys, I'm that guy that when I go on a hike, I'm getting from point A to point B as fast as I can. And it's like, it's not a race, but it's like, I'm going to conquer this thing. And the one thing he said is he said, take 
time to pick up your head and look around. Guys, that's so true. Because there are some of you right now that you are living life and you've got your head down because you don't want to trip over any roots in the ground and you are moving as fast as you can forward. And you have failed to look around you, to see what's going on around you, to experience life. We need to understand that life is gone before we know it. So why not enjoy that time? Why not absorb that time? You know, there was a time when my wife and I were told, hey, you know what? Enjoy your kids because they grow up quick. And here was our response to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? My kid's laying on the ground and I'm like, would you stop laying down? Would you crawl? And then all of a sudden they crawl. And then I'm like, would you lay down? (laughs) Because when a kid starts to crawl, life has changed. I mean, they will never just lay there still ever again. Because once they learn they can crawl, then they're walking and then they're all over the place. And we have to understand that enjoy every step of the way. Right? Enjoy every step of the way. But... What have I done with the life God has given me? Uh, John Piper wrote a book, Don't Waste Your Life. And and it was one of the uh, most enjoyable books that I read because what it helped me understand is, Sean, you're living your life in a way that when you get to the end, are you going to look back and say that was valuable? Are you going to look back and say, boy, I wasted that time? Guys, I want to encourage you that we don't want to waste our lives. We want to live it with a purpose that is greater than just getting up, eating, working, coming home, eating, going to bed, and doing the whole thing every day. We want a greater purpose than that. And that's why it comes into um, just being able to uh, invest eternally, build into people's lives. James 4.14 says this. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Guys, again, that's that. Here is eternity. And you are somewhere on this spectrum, this little dot, this little blip. And your life comes and your life goes. And when I see people die, I mean, there were a few people that I saw in the news that died recently, and they were in their late 30s. And I thought, there is no way they ever expected that they would be dead at that age. And if they had a chance to talk to their friends about it, what would they say? Would they say, I live my life awesome? Or would they say, man, I never thought the end would come that quickly. I wish I would have done some things different. Guys, my desire is that you won't live your life without purpose in a way that it gets to this point and all of a sudden you think, what was that worth? What what was the value in that? Because my wife and I, we kind of chuckled when people said, enjoy your kids because they're going to be gone. Do you know what we tell people all the time? (laughs) Enjoy your kids because they're gone before you know it. Enjoy them. Even when they drive you crazy, enjoy them. Right? Even when you have to discipline them, enjoy them. Because before you know it, 
They head off to college. They get married. They go off on their own. And sometimes they move away. I mean, we have been blessed. People always ask us why we moved to Florida. Well, when when I left the ministry after 32 years, I was burned out, man. The, the previous church, it just wore me down. And uh, I had to get some rejuvenation, <laughs> some re-energized. And how cool it was when all three of my kids within a two-year period, uh, three-year period, I guess, three years, uh, three separate years of graduating. So it probably would be a two-year period, though. Uh, three separate graduations. They graduated, and when I was looking to get out in the ministry, they all ended up in Florida. And so I thought, I've always been a Midwesterner, spent most of my life in Ohio, and I thought, you know what? Let's go to Florida. Why? Because my kids are important to me. And I wanted to watch them continue to run their race. I wanted to be the guy and my wife wanted to be the woman that are up in the stands and we're cheering for our kids while they run their race. And guys, I know that as I get older, I have less and less years. Matter of fact, I know this, and this is going to sound really morbid, right? <laughs> and there are some of you guys that say, well, man, I'm older than you, but I am closer to the finish line than I am to the starting line, right? I mean, my allotted years that God says I'm two-thirds of the way there. And so I'm much closer to the finish line than I am the starting line. Now, I don't know how many years God has for me, but I just know that that finish line, I can see it in the distance. I just don't know when it's going to be. So what I want to do is I want to understand that my life is just a vapor that's here today and gone the next. So I'm going to live it in a way that has purpose to it. Guys, my life is not about having a job where I make money. My job is about being the husband God has called me to do, being the dad, the father God has called me to do, investing in people, sharing God's love with people. That is what it's about. There is no child that gets to the end of being in the home and says, boy, I wish my dad worked more and made more money. They don't get to the end thinking that. They get to the end thinking, I wish dad was home more. The money wasn't as important as just having him there with us. And I've seen dads uh, turn down promotions so they could be with their kids. I applaud that. Because we can sacrifice so much for the bigger house, the nicer cars, the boat, whatever it is. And that's not what our kids will always remember. So we need to remember that what are we doing with our life? How have we made an impact on people that are in, their, that are in our lives? Our children, our wife and friends and neighbors. How are we making an impact on that? Um. When I think about life, I don't want to get to the point where I look back and I look at all the missed opportunities, but I want to celebrate those opportunities that God has given. I want to make the most out of today. And so, men, that's the challenge that I want to give you in this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. I want to challenge you to understand, to live your life in a way that has a purpose that is greater than just existing. Because before you know it, Life is gone. Before you know it, life is gone. And it's interesting that 
I learned a, a good lesson, so I'm going to pass this on to you because it's a good lesson that you need to learn. And, and I promise you it's a good lesson you need to learn. Uh, we had three kids in college. And so basically our twins went to college and two years later, our, our other son went to college. And so there was a, so let's see, in a six-year period, we had to put three kids through college. And we didn't have the money. God was awesome. God provided in an amazing way. Our kids were hard workers. It was amazing. But there was a time when I was really being purposed on uh, saving money. And this is when the kids were still in the home. And uh, I was kind of sweating out, how are we going to get these kids through college? And there was a trip that we wanted to take up the East Coast. Um, my wife was born in Philly, so we wanted to go to Philly. I'm a big Boston guy. Um, my daughter loved the cake boss, and so we wanted to go into New York, New Jersey. And then we wanted to go up to Maine and uh, Acadia National Park. And so it was going to be a massive uh, undertaking, the trip. And it wasn't going to be cheap. And I wrestled with the fact of save the money for college or go take this trip. And some really good advice that I got was this. That thousand to two thousand dollars you're gonna save for college is but a drop in the bucket. I mean, right in this day and age, two thousand bucks doesn't get you much in college. It might buy your books for the whole year. I don't know, but it doesn't get you a lot when it comes to the cost of college today. But they said, you take that $2,000 and you take a vacation with your family, they're never going to forget it. So I put aside my need to be a saver and save money and we took the trip. It was an awesome trip even took in Cooperstown on the way back, which was cool. And um, do you know what? We still talk about that trip. We look at pictures from that trip and we talk about what a great time we had in each one of those cities. We had a phenomenal time. The value of that money was much better spent on that vacation than it ever would have been just disappearing into this bottomless pit of college school, right? So I want to encourage you guys on this. Listen, we have to be planners. We have to plan ahead for our kids to go to college and they need to work hard to take some of that burden off us too. But never underestimate the value of that vacation and spending time together. So men... If you're not married, live every day like it's the last day of your life, not knowing what God has for you. Do what he has for you on that day. Don't worry about what tomorrow holds. Don't worry about the problems of tomorrow, but spend your effort on that day investing in people, living your life in a way that glorifies God. If you're a husband, Live life with your wife. Go do things together. Understand the value of that. I mean, there are still stories that my wife and I, back before we had children, things that we would do, and we still look back on some of those crazy things where we just had the freedom to get away and do stuff. I encourage all my kids, man, when you get married, 
Go have that time before you start building a family. Go have some fun together because you don't forget that time. And then dads, when you have kids, listen, my mom and dad didn't have a lot of money. My dad was a teacher. My mom stayed home until I got into high school and then she started teaching herself. But we would have simple vacations and we would go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We had a pop-up camper that sometimes didn't even work very well. But we would go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We would get a site. And back then, I think the sites, if they were five bucks a night, uh, I'm not sure, but it seemed like that's about what they were. And we would camp out by the stream. And we would play in the stream. We would swing on vines across the stream. We would build dams and, and just have a great time. Uh, there was one time where I even went to a, a fishing pond with my friend. And we started fishing, and we didn't realize it was a pay pond. And so we caught all of these fish. Now, fortunately for my dad, he caught, my friend caught way more than I did because I lost interest in fishing. And I went over to this stream and I was playing while he kept catching. I believe he caught 20 plus fish in a pay pond. <laughs> we'll just say that his family had an expensive dinner that night. And I think I caught four fish. I didn't catch many. Uh, I wasn't much of a fisherman, but um, we had great times just hanging out with friends that would come down and stay. We'd all get campsites near each other. And man, those are times that I look back on and I'm like, thank you guys. Sometimes that time is as simple as setting up a tent in your backyard and camping with your kids, cooking s'mores on a fire pit, or even coming into your gas stove and cooking s'mores, whatever it is, take advantage of those times. Men, it's time that we man up, that we man up as men in our community, that we man up as husband, as father, and that we begin to invest eternally in the time that we have on this earth, knowing that we're just a vapor and we don't know when our time on the earth ends. So let's make good use of it. Let's not invest it in things that are wasted, that rust and moth decay. Because in the end, it doesn't matter how big of a home you had, how nice of a car you had, or any other possession, how big of a boat you had. But it's how did you use the time you had to be the best husband, to be the best friend, to be the best father, to be the best employee, and to be a man that showed people what it looked like to follow Christ. Men, it's time. It's time to man up.